Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Maria Casillas, and I'm joined here by my incredible co-host, Cody Sizemore. Hi, Cody. How are you today? I'm doing just dandy. How are you? Just dandy. I'm good. You know what? Today is a like a blisterly windy day. A blistery? Blustery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a blustery windy day. I feel like Winnie the Pooh, you know, like when you've seen that, maybe not. You know, you're a lot younger than I have. Maybe you've never seen yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, um, I'm not that young. No, I'm, <laughs> I grew up on Winnie the Pooh. And you know what? I have to say like, who names a bear Winnie? Pooh? Oh, Pooh. <laughs> I had that I conversation know. with my daughter the other day. She was talking about Winnie the Pooh, and I was like, Pooh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know who named it, but I'll tell you that today's just the, uh, the amount of wind we're having today. I think they said we're supposed to have like 50 mile an hour winds in Arizona, wow. which is Kind of crazy. Yeah. And I think today was so far in the morning when I was coming home from my workout. I think they, it was like 30 mile an hour winds. And I can't tell you today was recyclable day. Our, our place looks like one giant trash can because, because all of the recyclable cans got blown over and there was trash all over the street. And it was just like, whoa, this doesn't, doesn't feel like the neighborhood I'm used to. But anyway, um, let's, I digressed. Um, we're having a great day here. <laughs> Here in sunny Arizona. And I'm excited to talk with you and with our listeners today about something that I think comes up way more often than anyone's willing to admit. And that's this whole idea of being a cookie cutter coach. Uh, Aside from the fact that there's some great alliteration in there, I think that this is something that people just, they struggle with oftentimes, in my opinion, because of the way they become coaches. And I know we've talked many, many times on this podcast about the way people become coaches by usually their own story. Like they have their own money story, their journey takes a turn and they're like, I got this and now I want to help other people figure out how to do this as well. And because of that, they take what they did, they apply that to somebody else. But if they followed a program, then chances are they're trying to take the tenants of that program and then putting it out there. And a lot of people get stuck because they're like, wait a minute, if if someone could go get this program over here and oftentimes they could get it for free, like certain types of programs or tenants of the program, why would they pay me to do this? And also who the heck am I as a coach anyway? So I really want to talk with you about that today, if that's okay, how that might've come up in your life how you've seen that with some of the coaches in our group. Um, And just, we'll, we'll talk about that. But before we do that, I just want to remind all of our listeners, if you have not yet had a chance to go over and send a review for the show and subscribe to the show, we love hearing the feedback. It's so fun to hear you guys call us out on certain things that you're hearing in the actual podcast and letting us know what you're looking forward to hearing. So we encourage you to continue to do that. And also Come join us in our Facebook group. We have some amazing coaches in there who are asking some really cool questions. And that's oftentimes where we get some of our content. So we encourage you to jump in there as well. That group is called the New Money Habits Financial Coaches Facebook group. And we look forward to seeing you there. Okay, cookie cutter coaching. What does that mean to you, Cody? Uh, To me, it just sounds like, um, like what you're doing 
in your coaching practice or, or like, you know, what you might suggest for people or whatever it might be is, um, borrowed mm. from, from someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's not actually you. You're just like this, like clone or this copy mm-hmm. and, uh, there's no originality to it. Yeah. That's I call it the 2.0, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was Dave Ramsey. Uh, it was, a, I always felt like I was a Dave Ramsey 2.0. And that really, I struggled with that. And I know I've talked about this before on here, but I kind of call it my existential crisis <laughs> where, I mean, obviously I wasn't uh, being, I wasn't going to be eliminated, but I felt like, I was existing under the guise of somebody else and that's not who I really wanted to be. And, and I knew at my gut level that there was, there was a skill set, there was a twist, there was a, an art form that I brought to the table that I was pretty much suppressing because it's not what I thought it was supposed to look like to be a financial coach. And, and that, so I struggled with that personally. Have you ever struggled with that? Um, Yeah. Big time. Okay. Uh, you know, like, and I'll even just tell you my, my little, my little ramp up into sure. coaching. So, um, you know, I, I, I also fell into the, into the, um, the, I don't even know what the word is, but I fell into kind of like copying Dave as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which by the way, you know, D- Dave has a great system. Oh, sure. You know, like, I, I think that what he's doing is great. I think that it works well for a lot of people. Um, and, it, you know, I went through financial peace myself. Um, and that's what kind of like started the whole churning of me being involved with finances in the first place, because before then I was not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was, you know, living in a van essentially. Right. Um, so eating spaghettios from the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> from the hood. <laughs> yeah. Um, chef boy, so, I think it was. <laughs> so I went through that and I really liked it. So then I started leading FPU. Um, mm-hmm. and then that of course led to me thinking, okay, like how can I take this to the next level? So then I did, you know, um, the Ramsey, uh, financial coach master training as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then stepped into coaching. And mm-hmm. so naturally, like my whole foundation was Ramsey, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And when I first started coaching, like that's basically what I was. I was a cookie cutter coach. Like this is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is what's allowed. This is what's not allowed. All that kind of stuff. Um, Almost like and, an assembly line, right? Of Yeah. Yeah. Like people who are like, you're going to do these things. And every person tends to look the same. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. But the more I coached, mm-hmm. the more I realized that even though the Ramsey approach was really good for me when I was building my foundation, and even now I've, I've gotten away from it in my own personal life. Um, in some regards, there's still a good foundation there, but mm-hmm. I definitely do things that Ramsey would say not to do. Um, but as I started coaching more, I realized that not everybody is like me. Mm-hmm. And not everybody responds to that kind of um, prescription or that kind of plan or that kind mm-hmm. of lifestyle. Um, and, it, you know, it was something that I fought for a while. You know, I was like mentally, I, I was like going back and forth between like, well, this is what I know. But there's that conflicting force of like, well, this isn't working for 
this person. And then it turned in from one person to two people to three. Mm -hmm. And I was Mm -hmm. like scratching my head. I'm like, why isn't this working? You know, am I a bad Mm -hmm. coach? Do they just not understand? Like, what is this kind of thing? Um, But what I realized is that like personal finance is personal. Yeah. And we say that on this podcast all the time, you know, and, and to think that like a one size fit all a cookie cutter um, Mm -hmm. is the answer for everybody is quite literally ludicrous. It really is. Um, So I started doing some soul searching and I started, you know, exploring different options and, you know, I, I even myself was listening to, you know, different perspectives from other people in the financial space. And I was doing some critical thinking on my end. Mm-hmm. And over time, it just morphed into something that was me. And not something to where I was a cookie cutter coach. And when that happened, I felt way better. I felt like I was actually stepping into like my calling that I was mm-hmm. using my actual gifts. Um, and because of that, I was helping more people and I was helping more people effectively because it was very aligned with who I was and what my style was, um, and my values and my beliefs and all that kind of stuff. And I met the people where they're at mm-hmm. yep. and I didn't say like, you can't do this because this book said so. Like, you know, so that was a really big, uh, uh, long drawn out explanation of, you know, my experience with cookie cutter coach, but you know, it's the truth. And, um, and I think that, you know, I know that if I felt that way and it sounds like you also felt that way too, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I see it in our Facebook group. I see it in other people's Facebook groups. I see it, um, you know, wherever a financial coach can be seen and heard, I see it a lot. Yeah. And yep. so I know for a fact that people struggle with this, whether it be Ramsey or whether it be someone else, doesn't matter. Right. But, you know, especially newer coaches, they're, they're getting started and they don't want to quote unquote mess up. Mm-hmm. So they look at something that works and mm-hmm. they try and copy it. But when you mm-hmm. do that, you're actually taking a lot of power away from you. Yep. Yep. I agree so much with everything you said. And I'm really glad that you did make it a little bit lengthy because there were, I wanted, I was looking for a lot of the similarities and differences between what my experience was and what yours was. And it seems very, very similar. I think one of the biggest differences was that you started noticing as you were working with clients, like, oh, this isn't working for this one. And this wasn't working for, you know, this one, it turned into two or three clients that it wasn't working for. And that's what had you scratching your head. For me, I was scratching my head before I even allowed it to not work for clients. I mean, I was working with clients and that's where, that's where I started to feel that misalignment. But what I was doing with them was working until it didn't, but I started feeling it before it didn't work, if that makes any sense. And I think the reason for that is because I had training in other areas that I I was bringing to the the forefront. Um, And I, I think I was actually including some of that therapeutic stuff with the people without even recognizing that I was doing that because it was still in the framework of what I was told to do through FPU. Uh, Unlike you, I did not do the uh, financial, what's it called? Master training. 
FCMT, financial coach, master training, I think is what it's called. Um, I did not do that. I actually considered doing that, but a, a good friend and mentor said, I don't know that you need that to do what it is that you're wanting to do. You have all this training in this other area and I you hated that person's don't. I hated that person's advice and I'm really glad that I did yeah. because I think that would have just drawn me further into that vortex of, you know, feeling like I had to do things a certain way. But I think because I was able to recognize it before it wasn't working for the clients, it, it was just one of those um, slaps in the face of, I've got this art form, a, a sprinkle, if you will, that makes things different. It's going to, it's going to attract people to my type of coaching that maybe wouldn't be attracted to the other kind of coaching. And, and the other side of that, you guys, as you're listening to this, I think part of the reason we're so stinking scared to just be ourselves is because we're like, well, what if, what if we don't attract the right clients? You know, what, what if no one likes this form of coaching? And I'm here to tell you that that whole thing that I brought up earlier about why would somebody come to me if they can go get it somewhere else? That's actually the answer to your question. It's the answer to your concern. They don't want to go necessarily somewhere else. They want it from you. There is somebody out there who needs your sparkle. They need your art form. They need what your ideas are and what you have to offer to them. They're not going to get that from, from somebody else. They're not going to get it from the cookie cutter of somebody else either. And there are going to people be people who totally resonate more with Cody. There are going to be people who resonate more with me. Because even though we have a lot of similarities, we do have some differences. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. If there's somebody I don't work well with, I'm going to be like, I've got the jam coach that I can send to, you know, send you mm -hmm. to. That's that's what this is all about. And and so Can I interject I, real quick? Please, yes. Okay. So something that you just said, which is you said, you know, it's about you and what you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. um, what you just said, like, really jogged my memory. Um, a few weeks back, we put out an episode to where I came on here and did a solo episode without mm -hmm. Maria, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I actually talked about that. You know, I said, I, I was talking about duty and how it's like, it is our duty to, you know, step into coaching and to work hard on it and to put ourselves out there and to do all these things because there are certain people that really need what you specifically bring to the table. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had, I gave an example on that episode and I'll bring it back, uh, to this one as a full circle kind of thing. Um, I worked with the client. Um, I just stopped working with them probably about a month and a half ago, I would say. Okay. Um, and, you know, they're in their um, early to mid 40s and um, they have really been struggling uh, with their finances so much so that it really affected them in their marriage. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, the second session that we had, I said, hey, guys, how's it going? And they said, we just want to lead off with letting you know that we are technically separated right now. We're not living together anymore. And I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. two sessions in, you hit me with this. All right. Mm -hmm. Sounds mm -hmm. good. We got some work to do. You're going to earn your money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I went in and I went forward with it and I helped them with their finances and their relationship, with their values and, you know, like some deep internal work that needed to happen. 
And by the end of the relationship, not only did their finances dramatically improve, but they got back together. They were living in the same house with their four kids. They were unified and they were laughing Mm -hmm. on these, on these calls. Now they were Mm -hmm. joking back and forth. Whereas before it was very, very tense tears, frustration, arguments. I mean, that's what it was like in the first, the first month of coaching. Um, and at the end of it, when we, when we concluded our coaching, um, they looked at me and they said, you know what, Cody, we have been trying to do this for the last 20 years. And we've talked to this advisor and we went to this marriage counselor and we went and we did this course and we did that program and nothing worked until we met you. So we want to say thank you for that. And while that's an awesome thing to hear, and and I'm not saying this to like, you know, gloat myself up or anything. I'm saying this to give you an example is that they tried a lot of things with a Mm -hmm. lot of different people. And it just took one person with the right approach and the right amount of patience and the right amount of wisdom or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. The right to questions get through to them to not mm-hmm. only improve their finances but also their marriage, and mm-hmm. that could be you. But I can guarantee you that that would not have happened if I didn't transform my coaching over mm-hmm. time and I remained in that cookie cutter kind of area because the things that we covered to help repair their marriage and to heal them from certain financial wounds from their upbringing and all this kind of stuff. That was not a part of the cookie cutter stuff that I was doing before. Right. That was stuff that I learned and I, and I started implementing. I started trying and it was because it was me. And that's what made the difference. It was mm-hmm. me, not mm-hmm. what someone else was doing. Yep. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought up that example. And, and I would just want to point out too, they, you know, they might have even gone to other financial coaches. I don't know, but the two that you brought up was an advisor and a marriage counselor. And I just want to point out that an advisor typically works with money and a marriage counselor typically works on marriage and relationship and communication. And what you're doing with them or what you did with them is you worked on those simultaneously. And yeah. I think it's so hard to separate those two because one doesn't happen without the other. <laughs> and and I and maybe it was the fact that you were willing to do that. Maybe it was the timing of, you know, their willingness to um, to just show up differently. You know, they, they realized that this was kind of a do or die situation for themselves. They're already separated and it's like, what do we have, what do we have to lose and accept everything, right? They've got four kids. I think it sounds like you said. Um, and so there could have been a lot of factors, but if you hadn't shown up the way that you do, they might never have been able to do all of that. And so I, I just want to share that too, not to take away any of the clout that you absolutely deserve for that. But for people who are listening who go, well, I mean, we don't have that much power. You know, they're the ones who make the decisions. Yes, that's true, but you still need to show up. Mm-hmm. They might not make those decisions if they don't have a sounding board there to help them work through some of that. And so as a coach, if if one of your reasons for doing this, most of our listeners, I'm sure, are along this line, but if one of your reasons for doing this is to help other people, you do have to ask yourself, how do you help them if you're not willing to show up and help them? So show up as you, be that non-cookie cutter person. If you are... If you're just starting out, and like Cody mentioned earlier, you're just kind of like, I don't even know where to start. 
it's okay to to go and say what what did work for me what are some of the things that people are feeling out there that I need to help them with or that they're looking for help with and just just play with it for a little while like I think that's okay too to not feel like you have to have it all figured out before you bring people in to your practice right like that just because just because I felt a certain something before I saw it not working with people, I was still working with people when I felt it. And you heard Cody specifically say that it was while he was seeing that some of these things weren't working for the people he was working with that he realized, oh, I think I want to change this up a little bit. And then he did his due diligence. He didn't close shop. He didn't say, I'm sorry, I can't help you right now because I'm not really feeling this, right? <laughs> I mean, right. He, he, he went and you, you, I'm talking to you, I guess. You went and you did your due diligence. You listened to other things. You gained perspective. You used your critical thinking skills. And then you figured out who am I as a coach and how can I give that to other people? So don't stop doing what you're doing just because you think it's not what you're supposed to be doing yet. I mean, just continue to form. You're a malleable person. Your practice can be malleable. It can be fluid. Don't give up because people do need you. Yeah. Here's a good um, metaphor. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's an analogy. I think it's a metaphor. Um, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you could do, especially if you're a newer coach and you're like, well, I don't really know what my style of coaching is. You know, like I have to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, use, use, you know, whoever you, uh, you know, um, listen to frequently, or, you know, what helped you through your own journey, you can use that as like a foundation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, picture that foundation as like the trunk of a tree. Okay. And then as you start growing, that tree then gets more limbs, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it might be something to where you're like, okay, like, you know, the foundation is this, but maybe I do want to help married couples improve their relationship. So that might be a limb, or maybe I do want to help people like who are really, really anxious or depressed to feel empowered and doing that through mindset and, you know, emotional, um, uh, exercises. Maybe that might Mm -hmm. be a limb, but you still have that foundation behind everything. There's just different limbs, right? And you keep growing and you, and this tree keeps getting more limbs and more limbs and more branches. And then it has leaves, right? And that's the, that's the money. That's when you're starting to make some cash for this, right? Uh, but then eventually something else happens to a tree when it reaches a certain maturity age. What happens, Maria? Do you know? It usually starts to shed its leaves and die. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just messing with you. I'm messing with you. (laughs) I could just see people hitting stop right now going, oh my gosh, I'm I'm doomed. So, so let's, let's picture a maple tree. All right. So, so what happens color. Is, is that it starts sprouting and dropping acorns. Mm-hmm. And those acorns are the seeds, right? Yep. You could start with the foundation, start with the trunk, start building your branches, get those leaves on, and then start sprouting that acorn and let it drop and enter the soil and then and then let that seed grow into its new trunk which is your foundation mm-hmm. that could be a really good way to look at it if you're a newer coach saying well i don't even know who i am as a coach 
It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Start with your foundation, add those branches, get those leaves to come, let the seed drop, and then create your own trunk, your own foundation. And that's when you're really going to step into who you are. And that's when you're going to be really able to make the true impactful work that you got into this for doing. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, as you were talking, obviously we obviously we didn't talk about this before we before we jumped into today's conversation. Um, because as you were talking, the the metaphor that you used is not where my mind was going, but I think it's because as you were mentioning the trunk, I was immediately picturing one of the coaches that I'm working with right now and we actually are, are working through this idea of being a 2.0. And one of the things that he struggled with and he expressed to me was, look, I totally get what you're saying about, you know, needing to have my own flavor with this. He's like, um, but I really believe in the principles that this person brings to the table. And we had to take a step back and be like, just because we're saying don't be a copycat doesn't mean that you can't have a lot of those same foundational beliefs in those principles. In fact, that's where I was thinking about with the tree um, that you've got this trunk uh, and that can, the principles themselves, if those are something that you really appreciate and you really, you know, believe, then that can also be that foundation for you. And, and, and I thought you were going somewhere else with it. Um, but it could be a different way of looking at it as well. Even if you don't have a seed drop to become something different, if you just use the one tree analogy, like you can, you can use that as that foundation for yourself. And then all of those other things are your sprinkle or your, I, I know I keep using sprinkle because I think that sometimes that's all we need is just a little sprinkle of ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I'm sorry that I, you know, killed off your tree. I live in a desert. <laughs> So, you yeah, know, we don't, right. we don't see maple trees. I live anymore. in uh, city, <laughs> I live in a city called Sylvania, Ohio, um, uh-huh. which is literally, it's called the city of trees. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. We have, and I probably have the biggest tree in the city in my backyard. It's massive. That's cool. It's, massive. it's like That's a redwood. Really cool. It's crazy. I'm actually from the Midwest and I, I grew up with trees in our backyard and stuff. And I do definitely miss that for sure. So anyway, um, but this has been a really fun conversation and I actually think it sprouts, it, it kind of bleeds into the whole idea of, I think we mentioned that getting started. And I, so I want to talk about that in a future episode, maybe even next week. Uh, just, you know, the whole idea of showing up, it really is something that's super important and, um, I appreciate you having this conversation with me today. Of course, as always, it's always fun. So, um, yeah, guys, thank you guys for listening to the episode today. We will be back next week with a brand new spanking new episode. So (laughs) make sure you uh, keep your eyes out for that one. And we'll catch you then. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast. Brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.